I want us to have a conversation on our Family Matters feature this morning about the conflict that often arises when it comes to the care for elderly parents or our guardians. We've had a conversation on the show before about parenting our parents, right? When they get older, we've got to make tough decisions about how we care for them, right? Do you send them to a retirement home? Do you get a nurse or someone to look after them if you've got the resources for that? And today, we are taking that conversation further by discussing ways to navigate disagreements over decisions taken around the care of our parents, right? There are often cases where siblings will fight about who should take the responsibility. There are often cases where siblings will fight about the uneven distribution of caregiving responsibilities. And maybe as a sibling listening to me now, you are thinking, oh, that responsibility is on me and I don't want to call it a burden but at some point when you are left as the only person who is caring for your parent or your parents it will at some point start feeling like a burden right how do you navigate that how do you have conversations with your siblings about the need for them to chip in as well and contribute towards the care of your parents there are some siblings who actually want to take all the decisions just because they are perhaps, you know, more financially empowered than other people. How do you navigate, right, and have a conversation with a sibling like that? Others just simply don't want to take part in caring for their parents, right? So as siblings, at some point, you need to have a serious conversation when it comes to taking care of the elderly parents to avoid conflict that may arise because at some point, the decision doesn't lie with the parents. At some point, we as the children have to take decisions around how we care for them, how we look after them. So where do you even start? How do you navigate conflict that may arise? You can give me a call to share your experiences on 011-883-0702. I'll take your WhatsApp voice notes as well on 072-702-1702. Maybe you've got a unique scenario around this specific um, discussion we're having. You're welcome to call us in voice notes um, and ask my guest any question. Let me introduce you to Mpomogani, who is a, psych- a psychological counselor at Siwela Wellness Solutions. Mpo, thank you so much for making time this morning. Good morning. Morning, Clement. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I really appreciate you making time to guide us through this important discussion. And I want us to you know, maybe start with some of the examples that often lead to conflict in the family around the care of the elderly. What are some of the scenarios where siblings start fighting around the caring of their parents? Mm, Okay, that is a very interesting question that you are asking. So if we look at maybe, let's say, two scenarios when it comes to that particular, um, when it comes to that particular case, we can look at, um, number one, sibling rivalry. The fact that for some siblings, they might feel as if um, because you are the favorite sibling, then you should be the one that takes care of um, the parents when they are in their elderly stages. And now that that causes a fight or conflict between the siblings, because as, as the one that is deemed as the favorite, you view all of you guys as equals within your parents' eyes 
And when it comes to financial stress and when it comes to the overall emotional and mental stress, you do want to share those responsibilities with other people. So because you are deemed as the favorite, um, it becomes a fight between the siblings to say that, no, you are the one that should be taking care of them. Because when we were younger, you were the one who was getting more benefits than us. And then another scenario that we could look at, it has to do with finances. The issue that one sibling um, is the one that is more financially able than the other, but then also because that person might be financially able, it does not really mean that they would have the time and they would have the mental or emotional capacity to take care of the parents at that time. So another issue would be fighting over finances as to if we are going to take them to a an elderly home who was going to pay for it? How are we all going to chip in as a family? And we all know that when it comes to finances, that's where most family conflicts are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and, and the, the problem is sometimes, as, as you say, um, Paul, that there, there are these ideas mm-hmm. that, oh, uh, that one is a favorite. That's why, you know, they, they're taking all the decisions. Oh, oh that one you know, has the financial resources and, and that is why they want to make all of the right decisions. What role can parents play? And I'm asking that because it's quite tricky. In most instances, the parents themselves are not in a position, you know, to make decisions around their yeah. care. As the kids, we've got to make mm-hmm. the decisions for them. So it's not like you've got somebody who may intervene. So is the best way yeah. then to maybe bring in an elderly, like an aunt, you know, someone who's in a position to facilitate um, over this conflict that may arise? It's always good to have a neutral party when it comes to such conflicts because at the end of the day, we don't want a situation whereby someone is going to be biased and then others feel like they are heard more than others and then others feel as if their opinion within the situation or the matter doesn't matter. So what would be recommended is that get someone actually who is very neutral, whether it's a close family friend, whether it's an elder within the family because usually within... Obviously, most cultures, they usually get elders to, to solve these kinds of matters. So it would definitely help to get those those um, two people, whether it's a close family friend, whether it's it, it could be even a pastor. Some people trust their pastors, so they could get a pastor to even come in and just conduct... Um, mediation between uh, the family members and just to reach middle ground and find out what the way forward would be. Yeah, I'm going I'm to be taking some calls from our listeners on their experiences on this as well. 011-883-0702. Do you have elderly parents? How have you as a family negotiated these decisions? Uh, did you experience you know, any conflict? Um, I want you to share some of your experiences with us uh, on 011-883-0702. You can send us a WhatsApp voice note as well on 072-702-1702. We're broadcasting from the Sentin Convention Center, so don't be al- surprised when you hear the sound in the background. These are delegates here um, at this Liberty Symposium. They've just uh, taken a break now to have coffee. They will be going back inside, and I think that sound is going to be reduced in the background. Uh, but so far, we can clearly hear him well, and I think you can hear me clearly too. So after the break, we're going to take some of your calls. Uh, some of your WhatsApps as well. Please share your experiences. It's 17 minutes after 11. The Clement Mayatella Show, coming to you live from the Liberty Leading Edge Insights Series Symposium, taking place at the Santin Convention Center. 
And this is where all these leading thinkers, economists, entrepreneurs, you know, experts in human capital are, and they're talking about uh, just the importance of human capital as a, as a key driver for any business's growth. They've taken a tea break now. Uh, that's why you can hear some noise in the background. Um, I think they'll be going back in a few minutes' time. It's our Family Matters feature, and we are having a conversation about conflict that arises when you are dealing with the care of your elderly relative, the care of your elderly parent. And I've got your WhatsApp voice notes coming through, which we'll get to. My guest this morning is Mpomorani, a psychological counselor at Siwela Wellness Solutions. She's done a great job at just giving us some of the examples that may lead to conflict when you're dealing with the care of the elderly. She's also spoken about a way that you can bring in a third party to negotiate right, uh, and try and resolve that conflict, bring in an independent party, maybe a pastor, maybe an aunt um, who is not going to be biased to, to, to any group. And, and Mpo, before we go to those calls and WhatsApps, I, I want you to speak to us about... Mm-hmm. There is the, the, the sharing of responsibility with the siblings. You mentioned, you know, a, and I mentioned in my intro that sometimes you've got siblings that really are not interested to share responsibilities. They've got the financial responsibilities. They've got the time to also contribute in going to check umama or dad, you know, when they're in hospital or back at home mm-hmm. when they're sick. But they don't do that because, oh, Clement is the firstborn and he's taking care of it. How important is a conversation among siblings around sharing responsibility so that it's not assumed? We don't assume that, oh, because my brother lives in Pumalanga, closer to my parents, therefore it's his responsibility to go check them every weekend. But it's an understanding that all of us have, and we are sharing those responsibilities equally. Okay, so with regards to that, I think this is where the whole issue of having a family meeting comes in, because at least with a family meeting, you have a stable setting and a very neutral setting whereby everyone will get to have an opinion or everyone will get to voice out their concerns with regards to the issue at hand. And what happens in those family meetings is that at least there will be clear communication that is given. And according to whatever resources that each person has, um, the tasks will be delegated just like that. So maybe if, uh, Clement, you have more money than I do, so we would say that, okay, Clement, because you have money, maybe you can dedicate yourself to buying groceries for them on a monthly basis. And then because I have, I am more closer to them than you are, I'd be the one person that checks on, on them um, every now and then. Because what we want to avoid at the end of the day is for one person to take up the responsibility and when they take up the responsibility it becomes financially strainous on them it becomes mentally and emotionally strainous on them because once one person assumes the duty and others don't the other person it's as if they now put their lives back uh, they put their lives on on pause only to take care of the parents so at the end of the day we want to ensure that each and every sibling or family member is able to still maintain their emotional and mental well-being as well as their financial well-being at the end of the day. So it's just quite important that we have things such as your family meetings where we can um, open up a platform for people to clearly communicate what they can and what they can't do. And it's up to us as individuals or siblings to understand um, the magnitude 
of the duty that the other person can do because at the end of the day as well we don't want to end up forcing someone to do something that they are not prepared for or someone to do something that they do not have the capacity for and then the person ends up being in a state of depression or a state of anxiety um, or they end up even wanting to kill themselves because they feel as if the responsibility is too much on them yeah yeah what happens when the parent is refusing um a decision that's been taken so if if as siblings you're deciding okay uh, mom or dad is is really at a level where they can't stay at home by themselves or the two of them therefore we need to send them to to at a time at home and 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 the parent in question is not accepting of that decision and then as siblings you've got to take that tough decision of who moves who is mom or dad going to move in with there's a lot of sacrifices to be made there are a lot of considerations to be made especially when you're a family um, person you have your own family your own kids how do you then navigate that as siblings because it's not as easy as okay i'll take mom or i'll take dad in to come live with us especially when you have your own family yeah No, you see, with such situations, it's always good to get a third party. As we said in the beginning, maybe get an aunt who is not working and would be willing to um, stay around or stick around with the ill parent or even um, hiring a person who is an external person, maybe a nurse or a caregiver that could be um, that could be able to actually maintain and also make sure that the elderly person is taken care of because i mean at the end of the day if someone can't do something you really cannot force them to do um that particular thing so uh having a third party come in it would really be great uh, it would be helpful or if there aren't any finances or any options of third parties, what can happen is that um, it can start off bit by bit, maybe having weekly visits just to go um, see how the elderly parent is and just to check up on them. And then gradually, maybe they will also start to warm up to the idea of having people around them taking care of them. Because, I mean, we do know a lot of people who are ill, but they do not want to feel as if, they are a charity case or they do not want to feel as if they have to depend on other people for their livelihood. So just also starting things gradually, introducing these things gradually to that person can actually bring them to a point of acceptance instead of just um, bombarding them with that thing. We can gradually start to visit her after visiting her. Maybe somebody stays with her for two days. After two days, then it adds on and it adds on. The adjustment and the change becomes easier for that person when it's like that, other than when it's bombarded on them. Now they have to adapt. They have to um, get used to the new environment. They have to now get into a new routine of doing things. So if we gradually um, introduce these things, it would be able for them to come into acceptance very quickly and to actually um, see everything from the bigger picture yeah yeah right let's take some whatsapp voice notes now 072-702-1702 how have you navigated conflict among siblings when it comes to the care of your elderly parents do you have that sibling that says well i'm the one that has the financial might and therefore i'm going to take all the decisions or do you have that sibling who is a quote-unquote favorite and they want to take all the decisions. Or maybe you've got a sibling that just doesn't want to take 
responsibility and share that responsibility of caring for your parents. How are you navigating that as a sibling? Have you just decided to switch off and just do what you can and take all the responsibility? 011-883-0702. Let's listen to some voice notes that have come through on 072-702-1702. Morning, Clement. Morning, 702. I'll try to make it short. But if you are caring for a parent, do not compare yourself with anyone. You're doing this for yourself. You're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for anyone. So try and take care of your parent as best as you can. Otherwise, you live to regret Greetings, Clarence. As a person who have parents that are refusing to go to an old age home at 79 and 85, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out they're not going to be able to manage on their own in their own home, it's something that everyone needs to have the conversation with. And even yourself as a person needs to prepare because old age homes are very expensive. Very few of them have facilities for dogs and cats. Um, scaling down is a big shock to anyone, getting rid of your possessions. So it's a whole mindset, but it's something that we need to, as a society, discuss, that we all get comfortable with the idea of we cannot live in our homes until the day we die. It's just impossible because then it becomes a burden to someone else to clear that house out. Hi, Clement. Naomi here. Thank you for covering this very important topic. I have the very same experience as the youngest, the baby, probably had a little easier life, but I was also very driven as a result, possibly in a better financial situation as my other siblings, and they have literally just completely removed themselves from any responsibility, not financially, not physically. My parents had to uh, move in with me. My mom got dementia. They're both really, really um, sick. And um, it really is tough having to have a full-time job, maintain that financial stability for your parents and not having a single one of them ever offering to support you. Um, I wish that there was ways in um, that we could learn how to cope with it or if there was support out there. But um, yeah, very serious topic when it comes to sibling supporting. Yeah, yeah, I'm wishing you all, all the best, really, because I can only imagine how, you know, difficult that must be for you. Because the thing is, you know, you are doing your bit, and of course, you want to care for your elderly. You know, you don't mind doing that, but when you've got siblings that could help, but they're not, you know, they're not helping, you know, at some point it becomes a lot for you. So how are you even dealing with? You know, with that pressure that comes because, you know, some people are just not interested in sharing that responsibility. Um, I'll get Mpo uh, Mohane, my guest, this morning to respond to that after the latest in Eyewitness News headlines. It's 11.31. 702. Family Matters. It's 25 minutes before 12 o'clock. We are doing our family feature this morning while we're broadcasting live from the Santon Convention Center. We're having a conversation about conflicts and how you navigate them, conflicts over the care for elderly parents um, or guardians. And I'm going straight to your calls shortly on 011 883 What's your experience 
Um, and what scenario, right? What circumstance are you facing right now when it comes to um, the, you know, parenting and the decisions you have to take around parenting your elderly parents? Mpo uh, Mugane, I don't know if you've got some reflections on the voice notes yes. that we, we got before we went to the headlines. Because the listener is saying, you know, I've had to take the responsibility because my siblings are just not interested to help. And at some point, yes, you're doing this out of love, but mm. you are also a human being. And there's only so much you can carry. At some yeah. point, you get exhausted. So how do you navigate that if you're in a situation like that? Yeah, no, you know, with that, um, it can be very emotionally draining. It can be very mentally draining because right now you don't have time to do things for yourself or you don't even have time to focus on yourself and the things that you need and you are focusing more on your parents' needs. So um, these are some of the ways that I think we can be able to cope with um with caring for the elderly, especially when you are the sole um, caregiver for them and you have other siblings that don't really care. So the first one that we are going to look at is, is how it's very important for you to ensure that you do not neglect your own mental health and your own physical health. So some of the things that we can do in order to make sure that we keep um, good in terms of our mental health and our physical health is that we can engage in regular physical activity because sometimes when you do care for um, people that are quite needy, um, you don't really get time to yourself and you don't really get time to do all these things such as physical activity or going out with your friends. So self-care is very, very important. It's important for you to engage in regular physical activities, whether it can be walking around the neighborhood, whether it could be um, meditating, whether it can be just making sure that you, you you do some yoga exercises just as long as you can be able to keep um, physical activity going on. And another thing that you can do is that you can also award yourself. Many people, they turn to go the extra mile for other people, but then they do not go the extra mile for themselves and they do not recognize and acknowledge the work that they are doing. So it's quite important for you to make sure that you reward yourself for um, these caregiving duties that you are doing on a daily basis. So if maybe you know that um, you were able to take care of your parents today, then you can reward yourself with something that you like. If, if it means having Having one glass of wine just to unwind do that if it means taking a long hot bath and just um, relaxing it's very good to do that and it's quite important that you take breaks in between so um, it, it, it's, it's very important that if we are going to work as, as, as the previous voice note did say that she goes to work after work it's home and then she has to take care of the parents it's quite important that she utilizes all these little breaks that she can get in her day-to-day lives just to ensure that she relaxes and that she doesn't overthink or she doesn't think a lot about the situation that is currently at hand so self-care is very very important because when people start to care for other people they then they then neglect themselves which makes it even difficult for them to have the energy to take care of other people so self-care 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 is very important yeah that, that's really important let's let's take some calls now nomsa you're calling from pretoria good morning hello clement. sorry clement uh, out hi nomsa hello hello clement can you hear me 
Yes, I can. <clears throat> Clement, the only thing I would advise people, when you have an elderly parent, sick or not, you are always concerned as to how does she wake up? Is did, she, did she do this and that? But if you have your parent under your wing or under your roof, it, it eliminates all those uncertainties. You sleep better. If your siblings are willing to add value or to contribute to taking care of your mother, you should carry on top. But for your own sanity, you sleep better. You know exactly what is happening. When she's gone, you are not regretting anything. You're like, I've done everything, everything humanly possible. It was time for her to leave. But you are like, I'm not crying because I did not do APC. You cried because she was gone. That's all I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, and, and thank you. Thank you for, for adding that, um, Nomsa, in Pretoria. Yeah, and, and Mpo, that's another thing, right? Regret. And yeah. I can only imagine how many other people yeah. out there are thinking, oh, I wish I took part in, in caring for my parents. I wish I also contributed. And, and, and just because you can't contribute financially doesn't mean there's no any other way you can't contribute. So you wanna, that's another thing that you want mm. to avoid, regretting once they're no more. But you know, Clement, that can be quite dangerous because right now a person would willingly sacrifice their own emotional and mental well-being because they are scared of regretting. Um, they are scared of regretting once their parents are no more. So it's quite good. Um, what what the caller said to say that do what you can. You know, don't 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 um stretch more than you can handle. So don't bite off more than you can chew. Do what you can so that whenever your parents does uh whenever God decides that okay, this person is time for them to now go home, you don't have as much regrets and you know that you tried because the one thing that you can do in life is to make sure that you try and that you put all your effort in it. Because at the end of the day we really don't want people um feeling as if they are forced to take care of their parents due to the fact that they don't want to regret. So hence I'm saying that with the regretting part, it's quite dangerous to base off um, us caring for our parents on the regret that we might have once they are gone. Because whether or not you do take care of them, people deal with things differently and different experiences hit people differently. So for some people that might have actually taken care of their parents, they might also have some regrets um, that is left with them because they feel as if I should have done, I, I should have worked harder. I should have stayed more at home. I should have done that. I should have done that. So it's just quite important that as a person, you look at what you can currently do. You look at what you can handle mentally, emotionally, and financially, and you do your best based off based of that. Yeah, yeah. Logan in the Val. Good morning. Hi, Logan. Hi, I. Uh, I just I just want to give you our input of our of how we went about with my dad and mum. Uh, we we are seven siblings. We had a meeting, uh, and uh, uh, we had to make sure that everybody had to participate uh, in looking after a dad. Uh, the three boys, that was myself, my young brother, and my eldest one, uh, we took total care of him 
Um, and we actually, we stayed at one home, but when my brother had to go on, on holiday and all that type of thing, we then moved him over to me. Uh, financially, uh, it was our responsibility to see to, to them. Uh, and he passed on in, uh, <laughs> in 2015 uh, at the age of 89. My mom passed away this year yeah. also at the age of 89. Uh, but the four sisters, my four sisters had to see that they take uh, full responsibility for her with the other three of us taking her on weekends. And, uh, and, and Cameron, it worked out excellent. Uh, because you come uh, to an agreement. Uh, she uh, uh, lived with my sisters. Uh, every week, we used to move her from one home to the other, and she was very comfortable about that. Uh, and it worked. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. if she had to go to, to the doctors or whatever the case is, wherever she is in that home for the week, they had to take full responsibility of taking her for checkups and all that type of thing. And, and um, uh, I just believe that mom and dad has brought up all the siblings, irrespective of how you look at it, who is the favorite or not. You just need to have a heart that that is your mom and dad, and you need to play your part uh, uh, to, to, to make them as comfortable as possible in their old age. Thank you, Clement. Yeah, no, absolutely. Logan, thank you for sharing that, um, especially if you're able to, right? I mean, nobody says, oh, just quit your job and let go of everything else just to when you are able to and, and, and all of the people can come together and say, okay, I knock off at five. How about I take responsibility from this time, right? Um, or I'm, I'm coming through um, at this particular time. You know, how can I contribute? How can I contribute um, in also just caring um, for, 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 for my parent? I want to read some of your WhatsApp messages uh, that are coming through on our WhatsApp line now. 072-702-1702. Let's start with this one. Hi, Clement. Our kids have just uh, dumped us and they don't care anymore. Um, and I'm wondering what is wrong with the children of today. That's one message from Anonymous. Another one says, Clement, oh, and that's such a sad message, right? Imagine, these are the kids you have raised. And when they're much older, the last thing they're worrying about um, is you being sick and needing care. Oh, yeah, Anonymous, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. Another message says, Clement, I took care of my dad for 23 years until he passed away in December 2019. My mom passed in 1996, and because my dad and I were always close, it was just automatic that he moved in with me. My brother and sister helped me here and there, but I had the full responsibility of him. I'm the youngest. It was such a, a lot of pressure, and I loved every minute of it. Yes, we struggled at times, but we did it. We struggled at times, but we did it. And I don't regret it for one minute. It never entered my mind ever to put him in an old age home or let him stay at one of my siblings yeah that's what one um listener says there another one says clement both my dad and mom turned 90 years old this year my dad passed away this year and as the only daughter and the responsible one i had to take the decision to take my children and move back home i have always taken care of both my parents and moving back home 
um, to look after mom was the right thing to do. I don't want to live with regrets if anything happens to my mom. I have a brother who earns even more than me, but he is just not interested. Yo. Yeah, that's, and that's exactly what we were talking about earlier, when there's no interest coming from the other siblings. Let me read this one and then we'll take a break. Hi, Clement. Great topic as usual. My late mom, my late mom's motto was do what you must do and don't worry about them, the others. And I have grandkids now and we still use her motto till today. That's a message from Joy. I'm going to take a quick ad break now at 12 minutes before 12 o'clock. When we come back, I will play more of your WhatsApp voice notes. Take your calls as well as you share your experience as well. It's the Clement Mayatella Show, live from the Liberty Leading Edge Insight Series Symposium at the Santon Convention Center. It's 10 minutes now before 12 o'clock. We're wrapping up our Family Matters feature, discussing conflict um, around caring for the elderly parents or guardians. And I'm asking what your experiences have been with your siblings. Um, have you been lucky enough to sit down with your siblings and share responsibilities around the care of your parents? Or do you have siblings that simply don't care? They don't want to share the responsibility. Or maybe you've got the other worst case scenario where there's a specific sibling who doesn't even consult you guys around the care of your parents and they want to take all the decisions. Um, if you have got some experiences around that, you've got some questions, you can give me a call. Uh, Mpomorani is a psychological counselor at Siwela Wellness Solutions who's guiding us through this discussion. Sarah in Mondio, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Clement? I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. Can you hear me? Mm, go ahead. Clement, I want yeah, to I speak and I want to thank each and everyone out there that's taking care of their parents, even grandkids that take care of their grandparents. May God bless them. And may he strengthen them. And may he provide and meet their needs. Because I've taken care of my parents. My mom and my dad have passed away. They passed away. My mom passed away last year. My dad this year. And Clement, I had to look after my dad. Age of 88. My mom, 86. My dad had Alzheimer's. He didn't know whether he was coming. Where he was going. It was all left in my hands. We never even spoke about who's got to take care of mom and dad. But it was just left in my hands. I even had to tell my son to go and live with my parents and look after them. And then when things became bad, I had to go back to my mom's house and leave my place and backwards and forward. There were times when I couldn't even manage payment. Mom, my mom. My son had to look on my mom's naked body and wash. My dad, I had to keep his penis and help him pass water. My dad and mom were the neighbors and timbers. I had to do it whether I liked it or not. But I thank God my mom has blessed me. She said to me, my child, I know you've asked many times for help and nobody came to help you. There were times when I had to rush them. Five o'clock, four o'clock, rush them to hospital, white in queues. But I said, 
difficult it just is for for Sarah there i mean she's she's happy that she mm. played a role and was able to care for the parents but she's also quite incredibly hurt by the siblings who clearly from what she says were not interested to to help her out and that's sometimes the hurt that people are carrying yes they are happy that oh i was able to do that for my mom i was able to do that for my dad but there's also a disappointment right there's conflict that is left behind even mm. when the parents are no longer there because siblings are now blaming each other um one is saying you were never there you know i was there and i can imagine even during funeral arrangements you know those who were not helping may want to have a say on certain things and those who took the full responsibility may say but where have you been yes morano mpo yeah no you know but but such things they do build up so much resentment in people and i i understand why our previous caller um is feeling the way that she's feeling you know having to struggle daily having to sacrifice yourself knowing that there are people that are out there that can help you but they are not doing um they are part of the work it can be quite draining and it builds up so much resentment and anger towards those people and the road to forgiving those people it's not easy hence hence why our caller um is currently feeling the way that she is because the road to forgiveness is, is really not not easy, especially when you've had to go through such a traumatic event like that. Because, I mean, when you look at what the previous caller has been through, you look at that and you classify it as a traumatic event on her behalf because it left her being emotionally scarred. It left her being mentally scarred. And those are things that, you know, she would just have to go to therapy for and work on it so that she can get back to a place whereby she is more emotionally okay and she's mentally okay because these pictures are still playing in her mind and it's it's quite sad that there are people that have to go through um such situations and such traumatic events yeah yeah let me wrap up with some of the messages that have come through hi clement 
Yo, we, uh, let's look at that again. Hi, Clement. Uh, myself and my wife, we took care of my 100 plus year old father in law. I had to even, you know, bath him as he was just struggling because my wife couldn't help her father. Um, hi, Clement. What a fast, interesting topic. I am the last born, and I was rather given an ultimatum to leave my husband to take care of my mom, and I felt that was not fair. Uh, the one who benefits and is treated like a king does nothing but just controls us and tells us what to do. Another message says, Hi Clement, I'm currently in a situation where my in-laws are living with my wife and me and it's really challenging because we're experiencing, what we're experiencing is they get, um, they get to order things. I feel sorry for my wife as she's stressing out and sometimes it seems as if she can have a nervous breakdown. Her siblings have the m most to say, but nowhere to be seen when there's help that is needed. It's at a point where my wife does not even recommend living um, with your parents to people that she speaks to. My wife and I, I do so much for them, and yet they show more appreciation to the siblings who do very little. That's Anonymous sending us a message from Cape Town. Oh. What a what a difficult but very important conversations um, conversation. Mpomohani, a psychological counselor at Siwela Wellness yes. Solutions. Thank you so much for guiding us through this conversation. And if you've missed it, maybe you joined it a little later. I think you may you know take some tips from what some of our listeners were sharing about how you can navigate that conflict when there are disagreements among siblings on how to care or even share responsibilities around the care of your elderly parents. You can check out the podcast on our website.